This is Me, Myself and Disaster, the show all about disasters with a human focus. From hurricanes to humanitarian issues, we journey across fault lines to explore trends in disaster preparedness, response and recovery and understand how our guests became involved in disasters. Over to you, Disaster Brothers, Josh and Andrew. Welcome back for another episode of Me, Myself and Disaster, the show where we talk all things disaster with a human focus. And Andrew, welcome to season two of Me, Myself and Disaster. I'm excited to be back, Josh. It's great to be here. We have spent the last couple of months scouring the globe for the most up-to-date content uh, in disaster risk reduction, looking at new trends, looking at things that are happening around our world. And I, I think you can agree with me, Andrew, that our world is changing and our industry is changing quickly and rapidly around us. Here in Australia, we've seen that. We've been looking at talking to guests around what are those new trends? What are some of the things that are really challenging our space and challenging those who work in it? What are some of those trends that we're going to explore in season two of Me, Myself and Disaster? Absolutely. I think COVID certainly changed a lot in terms of being able to be out there, networking with people, traveling the world, visiting people. It's all kind of stopped. And it's been for so long now that we're starting to disconnect from those those normal sort of networks. But the emergency management sector is moving on. And it's been a busy summer for us as all summers are in disaster season. Uh, we've had big fires in Western Australia just recently and now just a few weeks ago, floods in New South Wales. So really, I think there's going to be a quite a big focus on recovery this year. And I feel that's where there's a lot of uh, ground for us to make up in terms of how do we build resilience in recovery? Yeah, I think that's one one thing that we can really explore. And I think it's something for our industry. It's always been, you know, the, the areas that we look at and we've obviously the last couple of, probably the last 10 years, um, very, been very response focused around the maturity in that space and, and, and that sector maturing in itself. Then it was really around, you know, that pre- pre- preparation, um, you know, the resilience building, that's really been the flavor for the last couple of years. But I agree with you. I think what we're starting to see with these compounding and cascading events is really the need because we've got systems that haven't been built to deal with this. We don't have the capacity or the capability. We are going to have to have a focus on recovery. We are going to have to think about how do we recover from these events? And I think even though I don't quite like the words and we've talked with people around uh, with this on, on this, on this podcast around build back better, even though I'm not a fan of those words and we've discussed that in length around what that actually means for people. What we're actually seeing though, is how do we actually use recovery programs and recovery outcomes to build resilience into communities? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is going to be a continuing trend. We'll see more of this and we'll become better at it. We'll see bigger disasters happen more frequently. uh, And I think we'll start to adapt ourselves and build capability in that space so we know how to recover better from these things. And I think we've seen that in the past. Places like Christchurch have built that resilience through recovering from their events and they are prepared for more earthquakes in the future. They know how to recover and they know how to prepare for these events. But I think too, the world's going to change. Like climate change is already here. So we can't keep talking about in the future when climate change arrives. So there's a big element there around how do we prepare and how do we prevent it from happening, that big prevention stage so we can avoid the recovery being as big and as nasty as it would normally be. And that's the guest we've actually got coming up soon, Ilan Kelman. A, a, a giant in this space, especially in the research and academia space, um, really looking at how climate change interacts with disasters and health policy. And we're really excited to bring that to you in the next couple of months. But Andrew, the sector isn't adapting quick enough. And we've seen that happen. I think the thing is, is because we've got policies and programs, we've got this lag now, we've got this lag where the industry needs to catch up to cover that gap in capability and capacity. What's your thoughts on that? What do you think is going to happen? 
I certainly think we'll see more private sector involvement. And I think we've seen that with COVID as well. Businesses are getting involved. And even with the COVID vaccine, that happened so quickly and we've really engaged the private sector in so many elements of the COVID response and recovery. I think we'll see more of that in emergency management. I think there's going to be that co-delivery of emergency services. Uh, and that might be in the prevention stage, the preparedness stage, who knows? But there's so many opportunities to involve, involve the private sector in this. I also really think, and it's already happening, but that trend of mobilising the community getting the community really involved and whether it's spontaneous volunteering or harnessing uh, community resources and assets, we'll see more of that. And we have to take that more into the fold of not just treating emergency services and recovery agencies as though we're sort of some separate special sort of group. The community is who we are and we need to really involve them and utilise the whole breadth of knowledge and skills that we have. Yeah, I think the gap is is quickly widening, and I think in terms of uh, the industry, we're going to need to do some some. We're going to have to think outside the box. We're going to have to think differently, and I think you're right. I think community is definitely going to be one of those key uh, one of those key trends that we're going to have to look at and how we incorporate that to the sector. But for our guests, who's going to be our episode one for season two? We've got Rod Menner on the show first up this year in season two, which we're really excited to have on the show. Rod is a expert in disasters in conflict zones. He's lived in some really challenging parts of the world, and he'll talk about his experience and also what his views are on disaster management. So really excited to have Rod on the show, and we'll be releasing that podcast really soon, and a whole heap of great guests lined up in the future for this year. So it's going to be a great year ahead. I'm really excited, Josh. Yeah, me too. I'm also really excited for one of these other ideas that we've had is also looking at some of those dangerous ideas. Um, some of you may have heard of the Festival of Dangerous Ideas. Indra and I are going to do a bit of a disaster take on that and have a look at what are those ideas that really, you know, polarize our industry. I'm really excited to kind of have that conversation and use our podcast as a bit of a safe place to unpack some of those those conversations so that we can, you know, help the help the industry think outside the box. I think stretching our thinking, often challenging some of our, our preconceived ideas, um, often help us move forward. But enough of that. Um, thanks for, for tuning in. This is just a short update to, to let you know that season two is coming. Rod's episode will be out within the coming week. Uh, and we really look forward to exploring disasters with you throughout 2021.